Welcome to Devil's Food, a podcast about true crime and all the things, true crime spookiness. Yes. And scandals. Yes. Every Wednesday. We're every, here for you. Every Wednesday. Without yes. fail so far. We were, we were even panicking because we thought we wouldn't have a Wednesday episode, but here we are. Here we are with our uh, squeaky chairs and fold yeah. out table. We love you guys so much that we were like, you know, we got to bring out the ghetto table. Sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> We had to, like, do a quick meetup. We're like, we got to make it work. I even told my husband. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do because we don't have an episode. I was like, I said very jokingly. I was like, you want to help co-host one time with me? He said, oh, yeah, I would do it. He said, in the beginning, I'll be like, hi, Kayla. <laughs> I can hear Nathan being like that. I think it would last for about two seconds. And then we traumatize him. He's a sweet soul. <laughs> I don't know if he could handle true crime for, like, longer than a few minutes. <laughs> I know Scott can't. He did listen to the Carl episode. Oh. I was very shocked. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We're proud of him. We are proud of him. <laughs> yep. So what are we talking about today? Well, today I got something that's near and dear to my heart as a funeral director. Because of who I am as a person, I live for these kind of things. But today we're going to talk about the tri-state crematory scandal, Ooh. which there was a lot that went into the tri-state crematory scandal. So I'm going to keep it pretty dumbed down for, for now <laughs> because there was a lot of legal jargon and I just pulled what I yeah. thought was topical. <laughs> we don't we don't need the legal jargon around here. Oh, absolutely not. It's gotcha. bad enough. I have to Google half the words that I say because <laughs> I have no idea what half the shit means. I feel that. So, a little background on the Tri-State Crematory. It was founded by Tommy Marsh in the mid-1970s and was located in the noble community north of Lafayette, northwest Georgia. It's called the Tri-State because it provided cremation services for funeral homes in Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. So, it was right there on that. It was covering three states. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Tri-State. We got it. Great. They made cremation available for communities where it had previously been difficult to obtain. So in that time, cremation wasn't as prominent as it is now. Yeah. Like now every other service that we do is a cremation service. Yeah. I was actually just thinking that I think more and more people are opting to get cremated. Oh, absolutely. Versus being buried. It's cheaper. People Mm -hmm. typically think it's more eco-friendly, which kind of is, kind of isn't. There's there's a lot. I could talk about cremation all day, but I'm not going to. Um, (laughs) Tommy Marsh was a respected businessman. However, his health had started to decline in the mid-90s. He had suffered many strokes and had dementia. In 1996, his son, Ray Brent Marsh, took over the operation on the crematory. During his tenure in the crematory, over 2,000 bodies had been sent to Ray Marsh for cremation. The first red flag came up in October of 2000 when the gas man showed up to service the property and noted that bodies were scattered around the building. So that doesn't typically, that's not, not, that's not a thing that typically happens. You don't usually just have bodies like, where, where the heck Just ever. like randomly? Yeah. Like instead of knickknacks, we have bodies. Yes. Just laying yeah. around. I've never been to a crematorium. Um, I can take I, you to one. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> 
if I go to one, hopefully it's a one-time deal and I'm not aware of it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but uh, I would assume that there just aren't bodies scattered around. I would think that there's a place that they go. Yeah, the place is called the morgue. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, but, you know, we were just going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, typically bodies just hang out in the morgue until they're ready to be, you know, cremated. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it, was, it respectful. There are horrible things that I could say, but I'm not going to. <laughs> because she's just so used to this that the dark humor could come out very quickly because she deals with it all the time. It, yeah. It, it's, it can get bad. But we won't. We won't. Out of respect. So the sheriff's department did not see a real issue with this and the complaint was ignored. A year later, in November of 2001, the EPA, or the Environmental Protection Association, mm-hmm. in Atlanta received an anonymous tip that there were body parts found in the woods around the Tri-State Crematory. The Sheriff's Department was once again notified and went for a routine check, but nothing was found, so this complaint went again unnoticed. They just found bodies and did nothing about it? They didn't find, when they went to go check, they didn't find the bodies? Well, I mean, like, whoever, like, reported it? Yeah, whoever reported it, they were like, there's a body out here. And the sheriff's department was like, well, we didn't say anything. It's almost like they did something to the body to hide it so you wouldn't find it. Right. (laughs) Maybe you should look a little more. (laughs) Maybe you should look a little bit harder. It was three months later when the EPA was informed by a community member who was walking their dog that they uncovered a human bone on the property surrounding the Tri-State Crematory. This was the complaint that prompted police to investigate further, and on February 15, 2002, police arrived to a horrific scene. During their search, they found 339 uncremated bodies, with many of the deceased in advanced stages of decomposition. Mm. So, we've talked about this before, and I know what that smell smells like. Mm -hmm. I don't know how this man was coping with 339 bodies just hanging out. Now, was this in the woods or this was in the the crematory? This was in the crematory. And he's just walking around chilling. Yeah, he's just acting like there's nothing going well, wrong. Well, when you said that they were just, like, scattered about randomly, that was my first thought. I was like, don't you, like, store a body so properly to avoid that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could he just be around that all the time? Did he have employees? It was just him. Oh, I was going to say, there's no way he could find an employee. Workers' comp does not cover this. No. (laughs) So, amongst those bodies, there were also caskets had been stacked haphazardly in rooms. Deceased were in cremation containers that were disorganized with fluids leaking onto the floor. And some of the deceased were dressed very nicely, while others were in hospital gowns. So, the Tri-State Crematory, what they would do is... They would they were contracted with other funeral homes, mm-hmm. so when somebody after their service, they would be transported to the crematory mm-hmm. where they would then typically right. be cremated. So that's they were just hanging out. Yeah, they were just hanging. So basically, whatever state the body came in, he just left them. Yes, gotcha. It was noted that one body was found lying halfway in the crematory retort. Ooh. So just halfway in, halfway out. Like they didn't know what they were wanted to do. Which, I kind of wish that I had a little bit further insight on that, because when you place a body into a cremation mm-hmm. retort, it goes, you put your body into a box, mm-hmm. so the box can be easily, like, pushed in. Mm-hmm. 
how I want to know how this guy was he just like trying to roll these bodies into the retort I, I have questions it sounds like he didn't really do anything yeah that too I feel like what he did cost more effort and more work on his part than just doing his job correctly we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> So another body was draped across a wooden crate with the skeleton of a baby at their feet. Oh, no. Yeah. On top of the horrific discovery, it was found that the families of the victims were sent cement dust in lieu of their loved ones' cremated remains. Mm. Which, I don't know if you've ever seen cremated remains. I mean, it basically looks like... It looks like cement dust. Yeah. Like... I mean, I've never really seen it, but... Like, not like in person. It, but like people like on TikTok, they scatter ashes and stuff. Yeah, and that's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks it looks like a a more dust bony colored cement dust. Yeah, yeah. So he could have probably gotten away with it if he would have. Well, and realistically, if I had someone in my family cremated, unless they had wishes of what they they would want to do with their ashes, I probably would never open it and just look at it. Yeah, that's true. I would just keep it in the urn and have it somewhere. Normal people don't look at that kind of stuff. Like, unless they wanted something done to where I had to open it, I would never just open it out of curiosity. <laughs> that's true. Some people do, though. Some people do, and I'm not judging people. I just know personally I wouldn't. So there's probably a lot of people who never even opened mm-hmm. their loved one's probably. urns or whatever it was. Probably never knew. And Well, I mean, you probably wouldn't know anyway, but I would imagine a lot of them just didn't even... Like, who thinks to double check? That's true. I, I wouldn't. I would just yeah. trust the crematory. One would, one would think. One would think. So, during the body removal process, the authorities were only able to identify 226 of 339 mm. bodies. That left 113 bodies that they found to be unidentified. So, I wonder... I would think if he had done his job correctly, which clearly we've covered that he did not, um, I would think that there would be paperwork. There typically is. On everyone. So even if they didn't really know who was who, you would at least have a list of like... Oh, there's th- there's so much paperwork for cremation. Yeah, like I would think that there would at least be a list of names somewhere. Like, we weren't able to identify them, but this is the list of names we weren't able to identify. Right. So we've at least narrowed it down to these are the ones. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with he didn't do any of that. Oh, probably not. No. So, naturally, Ray Marsh was arrested for his actions. And I char- would hope. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, luckily, he was arrested for his actions. <laughs> and he was charged with 787 criminal accounts. Oh, my God. Those include abusing a corpse, theft by deception, fraud related to services promised, and fraud pertaining to false statements. He faced a prison sentence of upwards of thousands of years. He pled Good. guilty to all charges and was oh, wow. only sentenced to 12 years. Oh, my God. He got a plea deal. Well, what got him off the hook? Okay. For many of the years that he faced was that Georgia Supreme Court had reviewed if a dead human body held any kind of pecuniary or monetary value. And traditional common law states that the bodies did not hold any monetary value so because a dead human body isn't worth anything like Mm -hmm. monetarily a lot of those years got cut off because there was no monetary value behind it that is so shitty (laughs) oh yeah it was (laughs) it was horrible like because you're not quote-unquote worth anything anymore 
Yeah. We're going to just trade you in for some cement dust. And then give this guy only 12 years. And give him 12 years. So he had actually been released on June 29th of 2016. So he's been just out and about living his life. I'm hoping he did not open another crematorium. Or work at a funeral home. I don't think he's allowed to. Because uh, he's currently seven, serving 75 years of probation in Georgia. Mm. So he's he's being monitored. But he's still just out there living his life. Mm, I hate that. And on top of his prison sentence, his family had to pay out millions of dollars to the families of the victims. His family had to? Yeah. I mean, I hate that his family had to. Yeah. I mean, I think it was all because it was in the Marsh family name. and Yeah. Yeah. Unless they were involved. I don't think they were involved. Because that would kind of suck if they had to pay for something they didn't deal with. Mm. True. Wish he had to pay it. So, now we're going to go into the why of everything. Okay. During trial, Ray Marsh was not able to explain why he did what he did. There was an initial theory that Ray was just lazy, so instead of following through with the cremation, he would just dump the bodies, but that's just speculation. Mm-hmm. There was a statement that Ray gave where he stated that the retort was broken, and that's why he couldn't cremate. But during the investigation, experts tested the retort and found it in good working order. It was February 7th, 2007, a week before the five-year anniversary of the discoveries at the crematory. Um, Ray's attorney had physiological testing done, and it revealed that Ray was a victim of mercury toxicity from the cremation of bodies of mercury dental algamum. I can't say that word, but um, it's pretty much what they use for fillings. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. cavities and stuff. Since their ventilation system wasn't working, it exposed Ray and his father, Tommy, to toxic levels of mercury. I'm going to call horse shit. See, I'm I'm not going to because we're trained that your ventilation system is your number one best tool that you're your best oh, yeah. instrument you're going to have. Oh, yeah. 100%. They definitely need to have a good ventilation system to be around that stuff all the time. I, which, I mean, this was a long time ago. Maybe there was more mercury in them. Yeah, this was like the 70s and 90s. Yeah. Yeah. But they're just so, it's such like a like a tiny amount in these films. Like, mm-hmm. the actual material, it's like that big. She's putting her fingers I'm putting my fingers like very, very close together <laughs> as if you can see it. It's just such a tiny amount. I don't know. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's hard for me to believe. Understood. To justify his actions. Well, all I know is that they had the testing done and he showed toxic levels of mercury poisoning. That's oh, all yeah. I got. <laughs> oh, so there's actually an actual test for it. Yeah, yeah. They gotcha. had testing done and they were they were exposed pretty badly. And did they think that would cause like a neurological or a psychological thing? I guess so. Okay. I mean, there was obviously some kind of break going on there. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was just he was lazy. Yeah, no, I don't because think I would so. think it would call it would take just as much work to wheelbarrow a body. Oh, absolutely, one, two, three hundred pounds of dead weight out to the woods. Right. It would. It's more effort to move the body from point A to point B than it is just to push them into the yeah. retort and cremate them. Like I just think that would be so much more work. I don't think it's laziness. I definitely think he had a mental break of some sort. Yeah, there was something going. Oh on yeah, hundred percent. Still, you're probably wondering, how did this happen? Well, the answer is plain and simple. There was no regulation at that time for crematories. I'm going to go with he set the standard. 
yeah. of uh, being of regulations. Pretty much, because you <laughs> do not have to be a licensed funeral director or embalmer to run a crematory. You just have to pay your 500-something dollars and sit through a seven-hour class. And that's your whole crematory training. That's concerning. Um, so, due to the lack of regulations, he was not inspected yearly due to a loophole in the law. So, again, because he wasn't, he wasn't licensed, he wasn't required to check in with the um, NFDA or mm-hmm. CANA. Um, the CANA is the mm-hmm. Crematory Association of okay. North America. Okay. Um, and then the NFDA is the National Funeral Directors Association. So, he didn't have to check in with any of them. OSHA mm-hmm. wasn't involved. It was a free-for-all for him. Man, the 70s were like the Wild West. For real. This wasn't just the 70s. This was the 70s through the 90s. Because they didn't make these discoveries until the early 2000s. It was like That's 2002. True. That's wild. It was just the Wild West in Georgia. <laughs> so this scandal shocked the death care industry as a whole and even influenced an episode of Law & Order Criminal Intent, Season 2, Episode 1, titled Dead. Which I have not Dead. watched because I don't watch TV. <laughs> if you guys want it to become a crematory operator, you can just Google C-A-N-A and it'll take you to a website where you can sit through a seven-hour online course, take a little testy test, and then you're crematory you, certified. You have a new career path, apparently. Pretty much. Just don't do what this guy did. Yeah, it, it can cost you anywhere between $160 to $695 to get your certification. Oh, yeah. It's you... not bad at all. Hmm. And there's always a crematory hiring. Oh, I know. I see. I look at it on Indeed. I do too. I, I don't <laughs> I don't look for crematory jobs on Indeed. They just pop up. <laughs> it's and funeral homes. Thing. Yeah. They're always hiring. We're always hiring. So if you guys want to do just... what I do, come hang out, get a job at a funeral home. Yeah. It's just it's only two years of school and three big tests you have to do. Yeah. Casey has offered this to me many times, and I respectfully <laughs> declined. I'm here as a resource. I just want to help. I actually uh, got my full licensing recently. Yay. I meant to congratulate you in the beginning, because last time we recorded, you didn't have it then. Yeah. But you have it now. Yeah, I actually just went this morning and hung up my license on the Walt funeral <gasps> home, so. You're like official. Yeah, I got there before everybody else hung it up and left. <laughs> so. That's why you picked this episode. That is. To congratulate yourself. I am patting myself. <laughs> it was hard work, y'all. Those tests are hard. It's been a process. It really has been. But this has been the Tri-State Crematory Scandal. And if you have any questions about it, you can Google it. Don't ask me. <laughs> That's how we're going to end every episode. If you have questions, Google it. Don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us. Oh, yes. Bye. Bye.